Welcome to the Emergent Experience Podcast. I'm Monique. And I'm Satoya. We are two close friends that share a passion for self-care, personal growth, and women's empowerment through honest dialogue and shared life experiences. Thank Thank you for for joining us. us. Hey guys, it's Monique. Oh, you started already? It's been recording. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I just started. I saw I said, okay, I just started. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey guys, it's Monique and Satoya, and we're back with episode six. And this episode, we're going to talk about something a little, could be a little deep. But it's about relationships and love. Ooh, the topic that never stops trending, right? Um, so, you know, Valentine's around the corner and we're talking about all these things to get our honeys and many of us are in love with them. Some of us just have them for eye candy and some of us don't like them anymore. <laughs> you know, we don't know. You know, things are different these days. <laughs> never know. And it's so interesting to talk about the process of falling in love and what that looks like for each individual. I think that um, there are some key key concepts that pretty much remain the same. And I'm speaking, I'm generalizing. So correct me if I'm wrong. Um, That this key concept really contributes to our ability to love someone else. Um, so here's some prerequisites to sharing yourself and love with someone else. I and myself, myself, I and myself, myself and Satoya came up with a few ideas. I think knowing yourself, knowing your likes, your dislikes, knowing your finances and what finances look like for yourself, what's important to you. Yes. Yes. Knowing your personal values yes so important Um, because i think a lot of times a lot of a lot of times i think people get into relationships or they think about entering into relationships from the perspective of changing the other person to fit what their personal values are and that's just That's not how people should enter into relationships. Like if we know ourselves, we know what our personal values are individually prior to entering a relationship, Mm -hmm. then I think people would waste less time dating the wrong people. Yeah. And you really would stop setting yourself up for failure and heartbreak. Yes. Heartbreak will happen, but you're definitely going to reduce chances greatly. Significantly. Yeah. Because then you'll just know in conversation with, the other person that they just don't match your personal values. It's not necessarily that the other person's a bad person, but like you're not, they're just not for you and you're just not for them. Absolutely. Um, you want an example of that? For instance, um, it's important that you and your family and your partner's family get along. It's important that you guys come together and, and celebrate together and it's important for you but your significant other doesn't really care about that doesn't really value family like that 
and doesn't understand why you're getting upset every time you need his family to come by or you guys want to plan something together. His family really doesn't, does, it's not really down with it. As simple as it sounds, it can turn into a greater issue. And yeah. It can start, you start becoming bitter. <laughs> that can happen. Okay. Imagine, you know, a few years you guys are together, you kind of deal with this issue, maybe two years, three years, a baby comes and now the baby doesn't know, um, doesn't know one side of the family or you don't want the baby to go to his side of the family because they never came around and they never meshed in your family. Like, you understand where I'm, where I'm coming from? Yeah, like, or spending more time with one side than the other side. Yeah, like, if you that... Know, some, sometimes it's not always possible for families to get along, but at the very least, partners share values. a similar ideology or a, sim- or a so- similar value system when it comes to family. Exactly. Because sometimes you have like family dynamics where it's like, yeah, we do want to spend time with family, but these particular family members are not very healthy and and you have the conversation with your partner. So both people are on the same wavelength about how to function or how to deal with other family members. Exactly. So um, with that being said, it can cause a large issue it can cause resentment it can cause bitterness it can cause quite a few um issues believe it or not that can bleed into other other topics and other subjects um yeah so people go into the idea of relationship knowing themselves knowing what they value mm -hmm. individually Mm -hmm. more than likely they will be able to avoid those particular issues So I think it's also really important for people to know what their non-negotiables are. Yes, please. The things that you are unwilling to bend on, I think it is good to know that going in. Because, for example, there are people that date each other and they fall in love and so on and so forth. One person wants to have children, the other person does not. But somehow, they both, because they both really love and care about each other, they feel like, oh, one day the other person will bend. And then they get married, and then it turns out that They're neither not person wants to bend. And, you know, the the feeling of wanting to have a child doesn't necessarily just go away for everyone. So that's a huge thing that people need to converse about. Like, that is a knowing what your non-negotiables are are so important. It's so vital. It can, to, it yeah, can, it can really cause you to get heartbroken. Like you're setting yourself to fall in love with this great guy yeah. who does not, or great girl who does not have any intentions of really meeting some needs that you really need to have. Like right, like saying, it can ruin everything. Ruin and and waste a lot of time and energy. And resentment. Notice mm-hmm. I keep bringing that word up. Resentment. Resentment creeps in. And then the disrespect, the arguments, and then the disrespect because your hurt creeps in. So know what your non-negotiables negotiables are. And right. when, when you're going in a relationship, date. Get to know each other. Figure this person out. And there's some things that you say, hey, I, you know, this is a nice guy, but or this is a nice girl. They can't bend. I can't, I, I can't, like, I'm going to have to cut this off. 
Yeah, and honestly, compromise isn't suitable for every single thing. Yep. Like, some things you just can't compromise on. There are some things I, for sure, like, wasn't willing to compromise on. Yep, me too. So, knowing your non-negotiables, <laughs> very important. And it's, it really makes things easy for you. It may seem like, and for some, it may seem like, oh my gosh, I'm like, cutting so many people out. Well... I also should pause and say, make sure your non-negotiables are reasonable. That's true. Because you might need to go and figure out why are you stuck on, like, my man must have a beard. He must have a beard. Like, I'm not dating anyone if you don't have a beard. (laughs) That's crazy that you even said that. Because, like, (laughs) I just, it doesn't, it didn't even occur to me that there are people that are shallow enough to say, oh, well, this person better be, better have a caramel complexion and green chocolate. eyes and dark. all this other stuff or like whatever. It, that's like, just, think about that's never even occurred to me. Yeah, like think about it. Think about, how, you know, how important they are to you. Okay. I'm not saying that it's not important, but just know that, you know, you're looking for compatibility and love and a long lasting relationship. And, you know, people get alopecia in their beard, too, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> so if it's I guess that, you know what, though? <laughs> to your point about some of the non-negotiables that, that might be unreasonable, people, I've heard people get caught up on, man, but there needs to be physical attraction and so on and so forth. But you know what? The longer someone is in a relationship with another person, physical attraction goes out the window if the other person is frustrating or disrespectful or like not following through on responsibilities. You, know you could care less about physical attraction at that mm-hmm. point. You know like, what I mean? Yo, you think you cute? You think you cute because you got muscles? I'm gonna punch you in your face right now. Like honestly, <laughs> get out of my face. No, I'm not talking to you. Like you know what's real cute? Pay those bills. <laughs> Oh, because you, you smile because you got white teeth and dimples? Get out of here. That don't mean nothing. You know it's real? <laughs> Matter of fact, listen. <laughs> you got to keep it real, people. All right? Um, so, uh, yeah. Oh, I heard this really amazing thing that a um, marriage counselor said to Jason and I. And he talked about the... He talked about um, each person knowing their particular level or particular needs for autonomy versus intimacy. Mm. Mm. And I thought that was huge because a lot of times relationships fall apart because one person wants to spend more time together Mm -hmm. and the other person needs more autonomy. Mm. Mm. So I think people need to think through like how much, how much, can they are are they willing to compromise certain parts of their autonomy for the sake of their relationship? Very good. I think that's very important too. Um, Luckily, Jason and I just seem to like we naturally seem to have compatible an over. Com- yeah, we just happen to be compatible there and have like an overlap of the amount of autonomy and intimacy that we need. I um, think so. I think we're on on that. I think. 
I, I always say I feel like my husband was really cut out for me and so does, when it comes to things like that because I'm one of those people where I need to be alone I need to have my own space I need to be in my own lane so yeah. I don't want to be bothered yeah and my husband has his own thing going on so it works it works for us and when we're together yes. we're together and we're always together it seems like it right we're not always together but it seems like <laughs> we're always together but that's the way it works it works for us we've been married for 13 years almost so oh, um, I just realized it's been that long. Ever, <laughs> people. I got married mad young. Mad young people. Mad young. We were very young, but we knew. Um, yeah. So um, I guess I kind of covered how much you able to compromise when it comes to your autonomy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, another thing is important is uh, knowing your love language. How do you give love? Like, what does love mean? When someone shows physically shows you love, what does that look like? Or what do you need to see happen for someone, for you to know that someone loves you? Like, right. Do, like what you communicates? Love, exactly. What, right. com, what does another person do that communicates love mm-hmm. to you? Um, and how do you receive love? Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting because there be for me I want I guess for me when it comes to giving love I feel like by putting myself out there by doing everything taking care of every I feel like the caring take caretaker loving making sure I'm thoughtful thinking about the things that you like buying the stuff that I know you like making sure that when I go out, I already know what you want. You don't got to think because I've got you. Yeah. You know, that's my thing. And I expect that back. But interesting enough, as I got older, I became that cliche type of love too, where I wanted roses and, seek, you know, gifts for no reason. Because I wasn't that way when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to tell my husband, like, listen, you remember I told you I didn't like all that stuff? I don't like you buying. I want it now. <laughs> So, I like what? that stuff too, but like, I don't, it doesn't necessarily have to be something, I guess what it is for me is I just like thoughtful, I, thought, I like thoughtfulness. Yes. I value thoughtfulness. Like when Jason and I first started, before we started dating actually, I asked him to be my Valentine mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, I don't have any, that's my Jason voice. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, I don't have any. And I was like, I didn't ask you if you had money. You know what? Forget it. And he was like, wait, what? And I'm like, nope, it's too late. Forget it. Right? Because I would have been, it would have been more than sufficient to me if he, if he was thoughtful and like wrote a poem or like made me a macaroni necklace. Like, I just like thoughtfulness Mm -hmm. or even just got, got me a card. Um, That would have been perfect. Yeah. And words of affirmation is also... Um, important. really important to me. I get it all the time to the point where I think I'm spoiled. I don't realize <laughs> how important it is. You know, I love you. You know, you're beautiful. You're this, you're that. I, I get this literally, I'm not lying, guys, daily. And I think, um, I don't, t- like, you know, I don't, I don't say I take it for granted, but I realize how important it is and how some people don't get it and want it. So it's yeah. important that you are aware that you want it and you need that. So 
when you're going into a relationship, knowing that about yourself, knowing what your love language is and how you like to receive the love, you should be able to communicate with that with your partner. You know, I like, you know, some people say, well, I don't want to have to tell my man. I don't have to tell my girl. I don't want to have to do that. They should just That's know. That's ridiculous. Are, are we Houdini? Are we psychic? Exactly. Like, that's ridiculous. Call me now. Like, no, people, we are not. people aren't mind readers. <laughs> Call me now for your free reading. No, this is not what that is right now. No, I cannot read you. I don't read you. Like, we are. Like, if I want. If you go to McDonald's, right? And you want a number five, you're just going to look at the person like, you should know what I like. Look at me. Right. Don't I look like right. I want a number five? No. You communicate those things and eventually you learn it. So after you go to McDonald's for two years and you know you order number five with a large fry and a Dr. Pepper and it's that same person who always see you every Monday, they're going to know. Let me guess. You want number five, large fry and Dr. Pepper. How you know, girl? <laughs> Come on. That is that's exactly what love is like. You know what I'm saying? Relationships and knowing your love language and communicating that to your person. So if you find yourself getting upset, huffing and stomping because your significant other does not know what you like, um communicate a couple times. Sit down, talk. Say this is what I like. Show them examples. Some people need to be shown. Like for me, I like for you to tell me exactly what you want at times because I don't like to guess all the time. I don't like guessing at all. I uh, want to talk about some things like that are kind of important to me, at least, uh, when I'm getting to know someone. Um, and I think it's important to hear me out on this because the same way you would want to know this person, I think you should know yourself. So for me, I'm a little extra sometimes, and I know some of you guys can relate. Um, it's so important for me to get to know an individual in his entirety. Like I cannot fall in love with some, I can't fall in love with just knowing one little piece of you that doesn't work with me. I wanna know how he loves others. I wanna know why he loved or loves someone. <laughs> and yes, we get into those conversations. I wanna know who his mother, who is his father. What, are, what he thinks about important aspects of life. Because I need to know that we share those things. Um, I need to know your heart. Um, I think once I start pulling all those key things, seeing who you are and how you treat others and how you view the world, that's when I start to fall in love with that person. Because now you're like, okay, wow. He's deep. He's as deep as me. He loves as deep as me. And sometimes he sees things a little bit different in me. And I love that because I didn't look at XYZ that way. Yeah. Um, and for me, that's good energy. That flow is good. I think my husband and I have excellent flow. Um, and I, when you get to love and know someone like that, and for me, I can tolerate and forgive his mistakes. Um, and what I mean by that, like, simple forgetting certain things or silly things that may, you know, some people might take out of context. It's just so, it's so trivial that I wouldn't even bother getting into it. Like, yes, we have so many other things. We're so, we know each other on a, so, on a such a deep level that I can't get, stay mad at foolishness. Um, yeah, it seems like, it seems like a big part for you guys, though, is that, like, you... You fell in love with his character and because you know like fundamentally what his core values are, mm -hmm. 
that it's easy for you to be like, oh, that was just a mistake. Yeah. Like, it's not a big or, deal. Or, you know, it's, it's bigger fish to fry. And yeah. when you learn, get the more you get to know each other, the more you learn. And for me, the more I got to know my husband, the more I learned about him, the more a lot of things and why he does the things he does make sense. And not saying that we get along on everything and everything is peachy keen because it ain't so, people. It ain't so. But the love we have and the relationship we have is like, it's solid, okay? Um, and it's, you know when not to push buttons. You know, I've, I've met people who will push every single button and argue about everything and it will make me go crazy. Like, isn't that serious? Right. So, we just don't. There's no button. Why am I pushing his buttons about foolishness that I know will piss him off? Right. And it really yeah. doesn't mean much to me. So why am I going to keep doing that? It's not, it's just, it's just not worth it. So because of his depth, his love, and his existence, it's much more important than wasted time on, like I said, trivial things. So it, we get along each, with each other, brother. We love each other for that. And we try not to step on toes for the sake of stepping on toes. Because it's not, we're not, it's not a war yeah. here. You know, and I think that works for me. And honestly, his core values were number one. I there's key things I remember him saying throughout our whole time we were together, dating, like when we were talking about marriage. Oh, just know that once we get married, this is it. There's no divorce <laughs> here. And I'm like, I'm a church girl. What you talking about? You? you, you look, what? You talking to me? Like. <laughs> Y'all be cursing all the time. Like, y'all curse, like, together. Like, I come from, like, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Like, that's where I came from. So, I was like, okay, I got you. I got you, player. I got it. And, um, like, and I remember when we were dating real, 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 real young. I think um, Spring Bling was still going on. Oh, my gosh. That's a throwback. I think it was Spring Bling. It was one day when they were dancing, booty shaking, and all that. And he was like, and we both watching it, and I'm looking at him, and I'm looking at the show, and we watching He's like... Look at that. They all look like they all got diseases and and herpes. And then I looked at him in my head. I said, this is it. This is my husband. This is it. Because we think everybody got diseases. This is the thing. Everybody's sick and right there. That's it. I know this is my husband. That's it. I was done. <laughs> so, you Can know. I handle that. <laughs> we work. And, then, and he is also much different. We have core value but we we're very different yeah so that's my story and see for me I I have a very high value for loyalty and respect mm -hmm. so it was important for me to be with somebody that I knew would be loyal like no matter what mm -hmm. and to expound further on the whole loyalty thing for me it meant that it would be a person that was always open to communicate because I don't sweep anything under the rug. <laughs> um, I've gotten a lot better at deciding whether something was worthy of conversation in that regard because some things just aren't a huge issue. Mm -hmm. Being 14 years into a relationship in 10 years married. Mm -hmm. Well, you've been married for a long time. Huh? Y'all been married for a long time, bro. Right? <laughs> or I should say sis. We, we, we you know, sis. That's a long time. 
But like it had to be a person that would keep my confidence because I'm also naturally an external processor, mm-hmm. which you know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have to be able to speak freely without judgment so I can come to healthy conclusions. So it had to be somebody that was open and that I could converse with easily. Uh-huh. And and then the respect piece is huge for me because growing up in a situation where domestic violence is a huge part of our family culture, I learned very early on that love wasn't enough to sustain a relationship. Absolutely. And that respect, respect is a foundational component to having a healthy relationship. So I had to have someone that would respect my differences, my space, my thoughts, my feelings, my goals and dreams. Like I'm just not, I have a high need for autonomy. Mm-hmm. I do have a need for intimacy, but I also have a need to spend time alone and to have space for my personal intensity yes. <laughs> and my personal goals. Because <laughs> you were intense. That's <laughs> true. But so are you. <laughs> you. You know, we were just talking about you, though. <laughs> One of my favorite things about you is that, like, I'll start talking about something or, like, texting you something and, like, or as I'm, like, mid-telling you something, you would send me four different case studies (laughs) (laughs) on what I was wondering I'm just saying, you know, some people get me and some people don't, you know. I'm like, hmm, I wonder about macaroni, this macaroni and cheese. And before I even before I even finish my sentence, <laughs> you sent me a recipe with all of the proper revisions. <laughs> Listen, someone has to some someone has to do the dirty work. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things about you, though. I love it so much. <laughs> but listen, this is why you need to be with someone who understands that type of intensity. Yes. Yes, it's so true. And I think it's it's taken it's taken a bit of time for Jason and I to kind of get our stride a little bit in certain areas mm-hmm. because in we have where we have overlap, there's complete overlap, but the places that we are different, we are different. Mm. Like I am not naturally sweet. I'm not naturally um gentle whereas Jason is so gentle and so meek and um and so we would always like rub there but now that we're like hitting our stride he understands that when I'm saying something and it comes out intense it's not because I'm angry or Mm -hmm. it's not because um I'm trying to be hurtful it's Mm -hmm. just I'm passionate Mm -hmm. and so I just go from zero to 100 (laughs) Which is why when I'm like, ooh, I want to learn how to cook this particular thing. In my mind, it's registered that I should go to culinary school. And it's not that deep. Yes. (laughs) They don't get it? (laughs) Come on, people. Makes sense, right? (laughs) So, yes. Um, it's It's good that we know these things about ourselves. And it's important that you guys out there listening know these things about yourself and have embraced those things about yourself and love those things about yourself because you cannot love 
anyone if you don't even know those things or love yourself. It just doesn't work. Yeah. And if there are things that, if there are certain things, especially when it comes to your non-negotiables and, and things that are personal to you and things that you love about yourself, if there is a person that is consistently trying to make you change and a person that somehow in that in that particular vein makes you feel unlovable then it's not worth it mm-hmm. it really isn't because it's going to be more painful than anything else yeah it's one and it's and the thing is it's not it's not that it's bad to want changes in someone it's I think it's more of a heart of like where that comes from mm-hmm. like if I if I want to encourage somebody toward health or whatever the case is, I need to be able to love and value them where they are, instead of telling them that they'll be bed that instead of like making it seem like they'll only be lovable and acceptable when they reach what I what I believe is ideal for them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hashtag so, love yourself. Love yourself. So. I mean, how does it tie in with loving yourself? Uh, The same values and expectations you have when getting to know someone, you should have them for yourself. Uh, And what I mean by that is like, um, often, how often do you actually take time to date yourself? And I know it sounds cliche, like, oh, take yourself on a date. No, but seriously, who are you? What do you want in life? What makes you melt? What are some things you just can't bend for? And how does your life experiences, your family dynamics, contribute to who you are today? Um, Girl, you're getting too deep. It ain't that deep. Yes, it is that deep. Definitely. Like, you need to understand how that ties in and how that relates and how your childhood, your life experiences, you know, your trauma, if you went through trauma or, you know, you travel the world. So certain things that you've seen kind of affects the way you respond to people. Like, understand those things, know those things. And it allows you to be able to not only, not only relate to others, but you really relate to yourself and you love yourself. And when you love yourself and when you know yourself, the person who you find at that point will be the best for you at the time that you meet them. Yeah. Oh, what you said before reminded me of this quote that I saw today. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to pronounce the name, so I'm just not going to butcher it. Okay. But I'll put it in the show notes. We don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. Mm-hmm. That's true. And that's It's so true. Like our life experiences, family dynamics, all that stuff contributes to who we are and it it contributes to how we view the world and how we view relationships and how we relate to other people. Exactly. It absolutely makes sense. Yeah. And I think too that the capacity that we have to give lovingly and openly to other people it's directly affected by the amount that we're able to love and care for ourselves. So in our, cause other than that, our giving, like in our giving, we can become resentful and bitter and hateful and angry. Like it just, 
giving to others without making sure that we are filled and restored and cared for mm-hmm. by ourselves and loved and having space for self-reflection. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the the saying, um, you can't give from an empty cup or mm-hmm. pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, as much as I think sometimes things like that are just really annoying to hear. Yeah. It's also very true. It is annoying. Because like, you that... can't give <laughs> you can't give from what you don't have. Exactly. And when you are really working on fumes, <laughs> that's all you're gonna get. Yeah. And also when you run when you're working with a quote unquote an empty cup and the person you meet cup it cups is full or cup is full they're going to be pouring, pouring until they become empty because you done drained everything out of them. It really, yeah. that is exactly how it is when you come in contact with someone and you're you're just not at the right space. And, yeah. you know, if you keep finding yourself not being able to get in relationships, not being able to meet anyone, not, not able to click, and it doesn't even have to be um, uh, on a dating level. Like it could be just friendship. Days. Yeah. If you find yourself in that situation, you really need to take this time and space to start healing. There is something going on. Start healing. Start figuring out what's going on. Start figuring out what you need. Start questioning yourself. That's something I've done throughout my life, my entire life. I've been through a lot of things in different stages, and I had to face some things. And the hardest thing for me was to face the fact that I was not perfect. And that's not now. That's to me in my young age I was a teenage mom and I had people look at me a certain way and once that happened it was gone and then I had to say to myself Monique you're not perfect you're gonna make mistakes so let's figure out what those weaknesses are it was hard but it was so invigorating because because of that I'm able to take constructive criticism I'm not gonna take it personal I'm gonna take it and figure out how I can make it make myself better or make something better and the whole thing of life is like, you know, don't say, oh, I don't need someone. No, you do need someone. We all need someone at some level. Yeah, space. we were we were made for community. We were made for relief. So we absolutely need other people. Absolutely. So, um, I think. And ultimately, we, ultimately, we know that we experience love because of relationships with mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. So... It's more than just the relationship with the um, mutual partner or a partner, your lifelong partner, but it's your friends, it's your family, it's your mom, it's your dad, um, it's your sister, it's your brother, it's your aunt, it's your uncles, it's people, everyone around you. And what you find, and if you want a meaningful relationship, you have to know who you are and where you stand. And a lot of times, when you do know who you are and where you stand, the same individual who used to piss you off, or you felt offended by, or used to feel always attacked by, they don't. It doesn't. That relationship is not the same anymore because you changed. Yeah. You have to think about that. If you're a person who grew up in a house where your parents yelled at you constantly or your mom was this high anxious woman who screamed and screamed for every little thing, a sink, a spoon in the sink, a grain on the floor, you will probably become a, the adult who gets offended and thinks that someone's attacking you when they are pointing something that can be helpful. But because you've always been screamed 
act, scream down, and talk down to constantly, you're going to always be in this defense mode. That's just an example. Um, yeah, or even becoming a person that turns around and nitpicks at other people. Absolutely. So good to know yourself. And it is a lot for someone to take on their own. Because I think we're, we're kind of going in and covering some deep stuff. But you can always go to a therapist. I'm pro-therapy. You can go to a psychologist. You can go to a licensed social worker. You can go to a licensed counselor. You can go to a psychiatric nurse practitioner because we do therapy too. Um, some psychiatrists are trained and do, psych do therapy as well. Find yourself a therapist, someone who you can kind of relate to and you feel that they understand you and get some work done. And fill your life with safe people. Yes. People that you can people that you can speak openly and honestly with. Mm -hmm. And you people that aren't judgmental about your feelings and about your process. And be not being judgmental doesn't mean they sit there and say, Yes ma'am, yes ma'am, yes ma'am, yes ma'am. Yes, right. Right. If that's what you're looking for, bye. <laughs> yeah, like not not that people aren't judgmental in terms of um, being like a yes person, mm -hmm. but more like someone that isn't judgmental to where they extend grace for someone to process. Absolutely. Because sometimes there's a moment to allow, so like when people come to me to talk about things, I'll just ask them flat out if they, if they're looking for me to just listen because they need to vent or if they actually want feedback. That's very thoughtful. I think I'm going to do that more to my friends. Because sometimes, and trust me, like give, giving feedback is not difficult for me at all. <laughs> but I've learned that because, because I'm such an intense person, when I give feedback, I naturally deposit a piece of myself or attach a piece of myself emotionally to their situation. Mm -hmm. And they don't always need that. Because no. some situations people need to be able to work through on their own. Yeah, you're right. And so I've learned that like sometimes I, they just need to be able to talk. Because I love that you you know I am pro therapy, <laughs> but like I can understand where it can feel disheartening to always have to pay someone to listen. Yeah. So like I feel like this making kind of like this dream team of like having a really great therapist dream and team. then having really safe. People. Yeah. I like that. I think I'm building a dream team right now. I think I have a really good dream team right now. Oh my God, thank you. Yes. <laughs> my dream team is fly. You guys don't know yes, the type yes. of people that I got surrounding <laughs> me. Like, I prayed about this, y'all. You don't even know. I prayed because I realized I was changing and I was growing. I needed to change the dynamics and change the friends. Not really change them and get rid of them because I love people too much but I really need strong people who were very wise and had a lot of insight on, on themselves yeah because I have a lot of insight in myself but the fact that I have a lot of insight in themselves it just make our conversations more meaningful more supportive and because they have a lot of insight they're very good at honing in on my own crap too Yes, and you know what? Having having safe friends that do their own self-reflection, it makes the relationship way more honest and way more fulfilling. Oh, you don't because understand. Because people aren't, like, those people won't 
say things that are like trite or like they won't just like spew a bunch of things that people should say Absolutely. you know mm -hmm. so as you can see people I love me I love me it's it took me some time to love me in as deep as I love myself right now. I don't think I've loved me in this way. I've loved myself in different levels over the years, but this me is a different depth. And I'm glad that I'm here and I can't wait to see what it looks like a year from now, two years from now, 10 years from now. Yes, me too. This is the now. freest I've ever felt. Yeah, this is know. the most in love and the most free I've ever felt. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that I don't feel sad or I don't feel anxious or I don't feel um, any feelings that are challenging. It's more so I just feel free to feel them. Absolutely. And I don't, and I don't judge think. them. Don't care. I always feel bad for people that ask me how I'm doing because I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> One time this guy asked me how I was doing and I was like, do you really want to know? He's like, yeah, I do. <sighs> I'm like, look, I just started my period. I'm bloated. <laughs> I'm exhausted. And, he was like, and I really want to nap. <laughs> he probably was like, I wasn't really asking you to answer those questions. And I don't want to know about your period or what comes out of your bottom or your <laughs> vagina, wherever it comes from. So, um, yeah, that's great. You know I feel like after having a baby, though, that like having multiple people look at your vagina in like a large room, mm -hmm. you kind of just don't really care that much you know, anymore. Vagina, vagina, and vagina. As my. <laughs> eight-year-old daughter would say when she was um, very, very young. We were in the supermarket fairway. She said, vagina, vagina, vagina. No. And I was so embarrassed. You know, I have a story for all my kids. But you know what? Whatever. <laughs> Love yourself, people. Get to know yourself. Build your dream team. And loving you, knowing your death, you're definitely going to be able to find your soulmate. Whatever that means to you. Yeah. I'm so glad that we got to share this time and space with you guys. And if you have any uh, questions or feedback, topic suggestions or anything like that, just drop us a line. Hello at theemergentexperience.com. We would love to hear from you. And if there's anything... If there's anything in particular you're wondering about in this episode, you'll find it in the show notes. And as always, we're going to end not with a quote this time, but with snippets Dialogue. from a conversation that Maya Angelou had with Bill Moyers. Oh, I just love this so much. And so Maya says, well, at some point, you're free when you realize you belong no place. You belong every place. No place at all. The price is high. The reward is great. And so Bill continues on to say, do you belong to anyone? And Maya says, more and more. I mean, I belong to myself. I'm very proud of that. I'm very concerned about how I look at Maya. I like Maya very much. Till next time, love yourself. Bye. Bye. <laughs>